Welcome to Digging Deeper in Grace, a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Our goal each episode is to dig deeper into the scriptures with a focus on our most recent sermon. And now let's dig deeper. Hello, I'm your host, Bart Sheridan, and today very pleased to welcome Barbara Hunt. Uh, Barb is our Grace Baptist Church Children's Ministry Director, and she's here to talk about the Children's Ministry Program here at Grace. We'll be discussing that program and whatever else is on Barb's mind. So looking forward to having you, and been looking forward, Barbara, and uh, so glad to have you here. Thanks for being here. Bart, thank you for having me. Well, Barb, I regularly hear people singing the praises of our children's ministry efforts here at Grace, and we're going to discuss a little later some of the particulars of how we minister to children. But first, can you share with us the philosophy of ministry that guides your efforts and the the staff here at Grace and those of all the volunteers who work with you? Sure. Um, I would say that our kids' ministry philosophy grows out of what I would call a next gener- the next generation passages in Scripture. So one of the most familiar ones would be Deuteronomy 6, as Moses is instructing God's people, and he says, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. We all know that one. But also in Deuteronomy 4, it says, Make them known to your children and to your children's children. And also in Psalm 78, Tell the coming generations the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders he has done. And so when we look at these passages and others at all, they all clearly communicate that God places a very high value on us communicating and teaching our belief to the next generation. But when we look carefully at these commands, we also see that they're directed to parents. And so therefore, a very key piece of our philosophy is that parents are to be the primary disciples of their children. And our goal is to come alongside those parents and to resource those parents in that responsibility. So let's talk about that, and you've led me right into where I wanted to go next, and that is the whole idea of partnership in ministry. Um, what I'm hearing you say is that you, what you do and what we here at the church do with the children is really auxiliary to and in support of the main ministers to those children. Can you talk a little bit more about the parents' responsibility then? Yeah, um, that's true. So if we see parents as primary, then everything we provide becomes a resource to parents in accomplishing that goal. So they they need to understand that vision as well, that we are seeing them as primary, but that changes our mindset as we create ministries, as we create resources. So instead of we teach parents review, we look at everything we do as um, you you teach and then we'll review with them. And so, for instance, if you got our parent newsletter, you would see a section that says this week's lesson so you can teach it first. And we will give on on um, Tuesday, parents will receive next week's lesson for Sunday and for Wednesday night at GPS. And our hope is that they will teach it first to their children sometime in that week so that when the children hear it on Sunday and Wednesday, they're thinking, oh, mom and dad already taught me this. And my teachers at Sunday school are reviewing it with me. And so we've chosen, as well, we've chosen curriculums that teach the same lesson to all ages on a given Sunday or Wednesday. And so families can have conversations together about the same content, the same memory verses, and those can be great conversations with families. And then we fill our lending library with resources about heroes of the faith, about Bible stories, about devotionals, parenting helps, and all of that, all in the effort to resource parents to do their job well. 
Okay, so I'm thinking of parents out there who may be saying, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the Bible. I don't know a whole lot. I've bring, bring, been bringing my children because I think it's important for them to be here. What do you say to that person who says, I just, I don't feel competent to teach my children about the Bible or about God? Well, that's part of why we do what we do with our, our newsletter is every week we send parents not only here's the story, but here's the actual story written out for you. You could read it to your child. Here are questions you can ask your child, and here's the answers. We don't just throw out a question that maybe you don't know how to answer, but we give you the answer as well. We'll even send you the video that goes with a curriculum that tells the story so your children could just watch it by video. And again, the Resource Center is just full of great resources for family devotionals, um, stories you can read to your children to help them grow in their faith. And so that is um, a major goal. And the way we put out information so that parents, even who don't feel like they know how, can find resources to help them do it. And I'm guessing that uh, there's some things to be gained by if, if that parent is there with their child, they're learning as well and learning. And some of the, I, I would suggest too, that some of the truths that we're teaching our children, these are basic truths, but it's not that they're simple and not that they're not important. They are absolutely essential to the framework of our faith. Right. And that um, does, yeah, the choices of the type of curriculum we do. Um, is because we want it to be deeper than just learning Bible stories. Okay. So let's take that a step further. Let's just say a child, uh, I I was in a house today and the lady was saying, that's my mother's, uh, what did she call it? And you would remember the cribbel or the the, uh, child that was just born. Mm. There was a certificate there from 1920 something. (laughs) I forget what it was. But anyway, let's assume that a child has gone from birth, maybe, and they've been in the nursery, and then they've come up through the twos and threes, the fours and fives, mm-hmm. and now they go into kindergarten, and they go all the way through fifth grade. What would you hope that individual, that child, would have heard, would been exposed to from the Scripture through the ministry here at Grace? Yeah, the, the key thing is that our hope is to build a really strong foundation um, of in their in their hearts and in their minds that can be built on in the years to come, because obviously at that age, they haven't fully formed their faith, haven't fully formed um, even their personhood. So the, um, but in that time period, every child will go through the whole Bible, if, they, if indeed, like you say, from nursery through um, fifth grade, they will have gone through the scripture um, three times, from Genesis to Revelation, through the stories of scripture. And so hearing those stories, but also being pointed to the meta narrative of the big story of how God's plan points to the gospel. And so um, that's a key part of it. Also, through the GPS curriculum on Wednesdays, they would be walked through the basic theology of helping them to learn about what I believe and what are verses that point to helping me understand what I believe. And then I want to interrupt you there. GPS stands for? God's Powerful Story. And that is a curriculum that I believe that you have written. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very usually, good. Yeah. We may come back to that, but go ahead. <laughs> follow, follow on with what you were saying. So, um, yeah. So that the hope of that program is helping them to define their faith for it not just to be that I know a lot of Bible stories, but um, although those are important part of their learning, but also helping them learn the truths of what is the Bible, who is God, you know, why is salvation necessary, going through those basic truths of the basic theology to help them um, establish a sense of what their faith is and how it's defined. So this isn't just a bunch of Bible stories and songs. This is all very purposeful in taking the children through Genesis to Revelation and three times, you're saying. So it is very focused and an effort to expose them to the whole of Scripture. Yes, that is our hope. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I mentioned uh, GPS, God's powerful story. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about that? We we moved a number of years from an Awana-based uh, Wednesday night program uh, mm-hmm. for our golly from kindergarten. I up, think or, where is it? I think uh, we it? did for a season do okay. cubbies, which was okay. preschool right. as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we we introduced a new curriculum that mm-hmm. we've been using. Can you talk to us just a little bit about how that came up? People might be interested to know how that developed and what you've done with that. Sure. Um, GPS kind of grew out of uh, an evaluation of what is working well and what isn't working well. And there was a desire to see more, um, like, of of that basic theology piece of more of an intentional um, way, like not rehe- not doing the same thing we do on Sundays, but doing something different that adds another dimension to their learning. And so we felt like on Sundays, we were doing a very good job of teaching our kids the stories of scripture. But where were we ever teaching them the basics of their faith? When our kids get to middle school, do they understand anything more than just a bunch of stories? And and so our hope was to create a program that would help dive into those key beliefs and understandings of our faith that would help kids um, if a child if a friend at school says, you know, what is the Bible? You know, that they could actually say the Bible is God's written word for all people because they learned that truth in GPS, that they could quote 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 um, and understand the purpose of Scripture and its it's um, it's it's work in our lives. Um, that when, that you know, someone says, what is sin? Sin is when I choose my way over God's way. And so those basic memorization, memorizing these basic truths that help internalize um, the meaning of their faith. There's a word that comes to my mind. It's catechism. It is very catechetical in the way it is designed, yes. And, that, and, and we think of catechism, mm-hmm. have a catechism, in our circles— Historically, yes. it hasn't been right. something that we've used a whole lot. Why do we use that? Because it, it is just a very powerful way to use memory for helping our kids understand their faith. And with I, not only the truths, but also the scriptures. Yeah, mm-hmm. Excuse me, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, but I can look at my children who have children now, and mm. they are using some of these catechism materials, mm-hmm. uh, catechizing materials to encourage their children. And I feel a little left out because <laughs> I didn't have those when I was a, ch- yeah. a child as much uh, as they have now. So it's, it's a wonderful thing to see and see those children repeating back from rote memory. But that's how the word of God often takes hold of our heart. We, we disciplined 
Mm. I'm, I'm asking for affirmation from you. I think that's what you would say. We uh, discipline our minds uh, with these memorized scriptures or these memorized responses to questions, and they're there when we need them. Yeah, so it's hiding not only God's word in our heart, but also the truths God's of truth. God's word in our heart. Good. Well, okay, Just this is you're leading right down where I was hoping to go. So share some of the ways. Well, let me introduce this by saying I know amongst the elders we have been talking over the past number of months about, okay, the God's family doesn't just stop uh, going down in age, doesn't just stop at 18. It goes, uh, And we've got to remember that uh, these children are a part of God's family and God uh, is saving children just like he's saving adults. How, uh, what are some ways that we are attempting here at Grace to help children fit into the life of the family here at Grace? Yeah, we're always looking for ways um, to involve them in family life at Grace. And so, it's, you know, those are sometimes just impromptu opportunities, but things like encouraging attendance and services that kids all ages are always welcome in our worship services. And so we have um, what we call worship notes pages that kids can pick up with colored pencils or crayons and they can um, be engaged in a service. And it's very, they're very intentionally made not to um, disengage the kids, but to engage them in what's being said. So places to take notes, to fill in the blanks with a sermon outline, things like that. So hoping to re-engage them into what's happening in the service. Um, also special activity pages designed for special services to help engage them in what's happening at a special service throughout the year. Um, just involving them in um, family-wide activities, like we always have a plan of how we're going to engage them in the harvest offering and the Advent season, along with whatever is being done with adults. So they aren't seen as a separate thing, but they're a part of the whole family as they engage in those opportunities. Um, we always are looking for ways to engage them in the services, things like sometimes they'll there'll be a choir number or they'll be a part of a special service or they will, um, like this Sunday, they'll be waving palms for Palm Sunday. Um, occasional choirs, memorized verses. We have flameless candles on Christmas Eve so that the kids can participate in candle lighting. Just any time, any way, we can always come up with ways to engage them in the services is always really important. We also have like our GPS year in review when we invite our whole church to come and see what our kids are learning. So th that support from our larger body um, says you care about us and, you know, we matter to you. It's not just my parents that showed up. And um, so they're welcomed like at our summer Wednesday night dinners, you know, the kids are there and they're, they're, they're meeting other families and getting connected in those ways. Um, even like the ABF meeting that just happened a couple of weeks ago, we let out kids early so they could get down there and actually be able to be a part of that and engage with the adults that were down in the gym. So we want our kids to have opportunities to see the life of the family of grace happening while, and be a part of it. And I don't know if you uh, if you felt the same way. I, I think perhaps even recently we've been hearing more from the platform, the pulpit, mm -hmm. uh, during the Sunday morning sermons, engaging the children and uh, making sure that they understand, hey, this is for you as well. And I think that's very, very not only appropriate, but needful. Yeah, it's critical. It, it really, really is, is. To, to be recognized. Well, you mentioned this. You mentioned some dinners and so forth, Wednesday night dinners that I've been familiar with. 
there are some uh, a number of ways throughout the course of a week and certainly throughout the course of a year that our children's ministry has helped to engage adults mm-hmm. uh, in the community and, and reaching out into the community. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, there's been there we have every year in our GPS program. There's always a community night where we do something very specific to reach out into the community. So it may be an effort to acknowledge our firemen or our police officers. It could be um, our senior citizens in the communities at some point. There's just, we've always tried to find a different, something new every year, and then we repeat some of them too. But trying to help our kids um, see the value of caring for others and reaching out to others, acknowledging how others invest in our lives um, and just seeing outside themselves because we all start out very self self-focused and our hope is that God will help us become less and less self-focused and helping them see outside themselves. Um, but I think those kinds of things, as well as just trying to reach out with the efforts we have, like our Thrive program, that is a tutoring and mentoring program for kids in our community who can come and get help with schoolwork and build relationship with adults that are, have our godly role models. Um, Kinder Camp a program we started years ago with a desire to help some of our kids who are trying to get started and are a bit behind as they get started. So programs like that and VBS, all those always open to our community. But the, the reality is that it boils down to a need for a personal invitation to a lot of these things because rarely does a child attend because they saw a sign in a grocery store or on the side of our building, but they come because they've been invited. And so for to see a child to that is... Um, that's attending, that doesn't have another church, they already attend and all of that. It's it's always going to be a personal invitation where somebody invited them to come. And a beautiful story that I will never forget in some people will remember Dorothy Ware. And she was well into her 80s when she came to me one day and said, Barb, I've been talking to this little girl in my community, in my neighborhood, and she's, she, I think she's about seven years old. And she, I invited her to come to to VBS, how do I get her there? And I thought, do you know what I mean? That's so exciting to see someone that doesn't think they're too old to still be inviting kids to come to, to ministry. And that was just really encouraging to me. And I know Dorothy mm. got great joy out of yes. that, no doubt. Barb, we are, we're here two days removed from a very significant event mm. in Nashville, uh, elementary school at Covenant elementary school, I believe it's called, in in Nashville, uh, tragic shooting, three children, three adults killed along with the perpetrator. And it leads me to ask this question. I think it's a very important, uh, we take a lot of pains to Mm -hmm. seek to make our children safe Mm -hmm. and provide a safe environment. Can you just talk about a little bit of what we do and uh, in preparing adults for the ministry and then also just taking care of the children under our care? Sure. All of our volunteers go through child what we call child protection training, our ministry safety steps. They must process through an application. Um, They must have references, a background check for anybody who will serve in our kids' ministry. And um, so we go to great lengths to try to be sure that all of our volunteers are um, people who are appropriate to serve with our children. And then um, we also have a very um, 
intentional check-in system and check-out system where parents are um, have to check in their kids and have a tag to check them out so that we're certain as our church gets larger, our volunteers are less and less likely to know parents and children and who belongs to whom. And so making sure that we're sending kids home with the right people every so, time. So you're telling me that a grandparent, even if, if they're a grandparent and they don't have that sticker, they can't pick that child up. No, Bart, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that from experience. That's great. And I, yes. and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they know me, but no, I can't do that. Yeah. That's great. And um, then also we have um, security cameras in all of our children's classrooms and exits to, to just be able to check on things and to be able to go back and be aware of situations. Also, we have um, security um, guards sounds really strong, but men who do security in our building and are always rotating have radios so we can contact them and they're always available in the building as well during any time there's a kid's ministry. What I hear you saying is that we're very serious about the protection of these children, not only physically, but emotionally as well. Yes, we are. Great. And and as a way it should be, we do take great pains, I know. So, okay, it's not all about numbers, but let's (laughs) just get an idea. How many children are we ministering to currently and what does it take to do this Mm -hmm. on a week-in, week-out basis? Okay. Well, on an average, um, on a Sunday morning, we have an average number of 150 to 160 kids. This is from? This is from nursery through fifth grade. Um, Average number of children at GPS each week, again, preschool through fifth grade, is 100. Um, The total number of children who have walked through our doors on a Sunday morning in the past year is 299. So that's different, unique children who've come. Let's just get one more. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so then, so that comes to the number of families in our church that have children in our kids ministry who regularly attend Grace is 101 families. So that's, that's our numbers. So, um, okay. And that doesn't just happen. So no, it takes a lot of faithful and committed leaders and volunteers to pull off all those efforts. And, um, we have an amazing team of people. I'm blessed to work with just amazing, faithful, committed people. And, um, that total number of those volunteers who serve regular in our weekly ministries is 176 people. Now, um, that doesn't include, you know, things like summer camp counselors, VBS, um, you know, kinder camp, those kind of additional ministries that we add in here and there. Um, a lot of those people will duplicate some of those spots, you know, but, um, but that's, but it takes an amazing team and I have an amazing team and I'm grateful for that. God has blessed me. And the approximate number of full-time hired individuals here at Grace? For, for everybody or for kids, men? For kids, men. Oh, pay. Well, there's myself and mm-hmm. then an assistant, and then we almost always have an intern that's right. serving, and those are paid positions. But my point, with how many volunteers did you say? <laughs> 176. Wow. And, and Barb, I, I remember, I've, I've been here since just before you began in this, in a, in a form of this position some mm-hmm. 25 years ago, so it's been a quarter of a century. <laughs> that sounds a lot worse, doesn't it? It does sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but I re, I can recall numerous times over the years at deacons meetings and then in the past eight years before elder meetings because mm-hmm. come uh, early August late July and you're wondering okay I don't have enough <laughs> volunteers um, 
I see it always coming together. God always brings it together. He does. And I just, uh, it's just wonderful. So part of your job is not just being with the kids. A large part of your job is recruiting volunteers and overseeing the volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, um, A huge part of my job, like, and different children's directors and different churches do things differently depending on your size and your team and all of that. But my job does largely um, consist of administrative um, responsibilities, not not as much in the classroom. So it's it's partnering with the teams that are doing the work in the classrooms and, and um, re- resourcing them, making sure they have what they need, touching base, you know, making sure everything's working on a Sunday and on a Wednesday and at any event. So. My parents always taught me to use every opportunity. So here's an opportunity. This is a great opportunity to share. What do you need? Mm. And what if somebody's out there, I'd love to work with children. What what can they do? Well, the, um, they're just, I think, helping people to understand that there is just not one way to serve in a kid's ministry. There are just so many different ways. And so there's lots of needs, but to say specifically, I need this or that. When I talk to anybody to get involved in kids' ministry, I always say to them, what is your passion and where would you thrive? Because what I always find is that God... Um, sends the people I need. And I don't have to force people. I don't have to force square pegs into round holes because God always sends the people who need to fit the roles that are needed. But there's always a need for people that are willing to take on leadership roles. That's a huge commitment in today's culture to say, I'm willing to take a significant role. Um, Most people want to rotate. Most people want to serve occasionally, but to get people who are willing to be that weekly committed volunteer is a lot harder to find. Um, Special needs helpers are always a need. Um, Tech assistance, once a year kind of help, just comes along all the time. Um, Behind the scenes people, camp counselors for the summer, tutors and mentors, list just goes on and on and on. But the truth is if somebody says, hey, kids ministry is something I'd like to do, there's a good chance that God has a spot for you. I know it doesn't take only people there on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. Right. There are other opportunities. I know a number of individuals that say some of our seniors mm-hmm. have been playing a big role in, yes. in the children's lives. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. I have people who come in on Wednesday morning, uh, a group of ladies who come in every Wednesday morning and get the tubs for GPS all ready to go. Everything that a teacher is going to need that mm-hmm. evening to teach their lesson is in their tub and ready to go in those ladies leave and then they come in um, and they they clean them out and they they get them prepared I have um, people who come in and help keep the resource center plugged in and um, all of that I have um, so the resource center is full of resources for the teachers puppets and cardstock and you know just everything you might need to plan a lesson and so somebody has to keep that um, stocked and cleaned up and you know things put away and all of that and so I have some wonderful volunteers to do that I also have just an amazing group of people who have signed up for our prayer our prayer partners newsletter we send out a newsletter 
about four times a year with just here's what's going on in kids ministry and how we could use your prayers and people who are faithfully praying for our ministry. And that's just an invaluable piece too. And I know my mother-in-law, for example, and uh, ministers in that way. And Mm -hmm. what an opportunity for her uh, from the quiet of her home to be praying regularly for these ones. Such a blessing to us. It really is. Well, give us a a little uh, glimpse, Barb. Uh, (laughs) It's Sunday morning. And take us from Sunday morning through Saturday night. What are What's a week in the life of kids' men here at uh, Grace look like? I'm not sure what a normal week looks like because I'm not sure. You know, no week is ever the same. <laughs> and, and it depends on whether we're in the school year or whether we're in the summer or what. But some of the normal rhythms, the typical rhythms for us as a team um, leading is would involve the newsletters, preparing the newsletters, because we send out a newsletter to all parents. So um, we hope all of our parents are on that, but it gives them all this information we talked about, and all of that has to be plugged into a newsletter and sent on a weekly basis. Um, We send, during the school year, we send a newsletter to all the GPS workers with everything that they need to know for the lesson coming up. We send a newsletter to all of the Sunday school teachers so that they have all the information they need for the week coming up as well, as as well as um, creative and fun ideas of things that they could do with the lesson that's coming. And then the prayer letter, the prayer newsletter that goes out occasionally as well. So those newsletters, keeping those going, also creating the note pages for the kids that they'll have on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Um, But Sunday morning, um, all those workers show up bright and early, people at check-in to help our par- our parents get checked in, you know, start up all those computers, get them running. Some mornings they cooperate, some mornings they don't. Um, and ministries happen on Sunday morning. One of the things that's been a kind of a culture shift is to look at and think of, we don't provide childcare at Grace, we provide kids ministry. And anytime we have kids on grounds for any event, we see it as an opportunity to teach them more about their faith and about who God is. And it's never a childcare opportunity, but it's a ministry opportunity. And so Sunday morning ministries happen, then we move into Wednesday ministries. But then in the summer, we're hitting it hard. Today, I had already had a VBS meeting. We're planning VBS, getting things it's ready. Vacation Bible School, yes. for those of you uninitiated. Yes. And um, there's puppets in my office laid out as we are putting together plans for camp in June, and then VBS in July, and then kinder camp will be right on top of us in August when... We're done with that. So, yeah. It's Not only no a 24-7, but a 365 as well. <laughs> yeah, Good. pretty much. Great. Barb, hey, that's great. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun to and, and instructive to hear about what's going on in the children's ministries uh, operations here at Greenwich Baptist Church. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. And I might just add a little programming note. Uh, every fifth Wednesday, we're digressing from our normal discussion of the sermon from the previous Sunday and dealing with a particular ministry area here at Grace. And it's been great to have Barb Hunt here as we've been digging deeper into the scripture and into the ministry here at Grace Baptist Church. You can also access all Grace sermons and podcast episodes on demand by visiting gracecedarville.org on the World Wide Web and clicking the media tab. We also encourage you to share your questions and comments with us each week. You can email those to contact at gracecedarville.org. Plan to join us next time. We'll be continuing our discussion of God's Word in Philippians chapter 4. Until we meet again, I'm your host, Bart Sheridan, thanking you for tuning into this episode of Digging Deeper in Grace. Mm-hmm.
Digging Deeper in Grace is a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Visit us online at gracecedarville.org and join us next time as we continue our discussion. In the meantime, we invite you to continue digging deeper in grace as you read God's Word.